0: Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting classical-music.com or to our interactive iPad edition by visiting itunes.com. BBC Music Magazine is now an official Apple Music curator and you can listen to our exclusive playlists by visiting applemusic.com slash bbcmm. Hello, and welcome to our monthly cover CD podcast, in which we take a brief look at the works on the disc that accompanies the latest issue of BBC Music magazine. I am Jeremy Pound, the magazine's deputy editor, and with me is our editorial assistant, Elena Cooper. Hello. This month, our July issue cover CD features just the one work, Mahler's Symphony No. 9, performed by the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra under conductor Donald Runicles. The magnificent performance in question was recorded at the BBC Proms in August 2014. We're going to join it early on in the Andante first movement. That was a brief moment from the first movement of Mahler's Ninth Symphony, a work composed within the last couple of years of his life. Even within that short passage we heard just now, there was that mix of serenity and then, as the music turned to the minor, a distinctly ominous feel. Thoughts of death of one sort or another undeniably influence the work, don't they, Eleanor?
1: Absolutely. Mahler wrote this piece after a series of really difficult events in his life. In 1907, he resigned from his position as director of the Vienna State Opera after struggling with anti-Semitism from within the administration. Then both his daughters fell ill. They had scarlet fever and diphtheria. His eldest and by all accounts his favourite, Maria, died. Shortly after her death, Marlowe himself was diagnosed with a defective heart during a routine health check. He had a lesion in a heart valve, and all of this had such profound impact on Marlow. He wrote to his assistant um, at a stroke, I lost all the clarity and assurance I ever achieved. I stood faced with nothingness, and now, at the end of life, I must learn to walk and stand as a beginner
0: and That is pretty much what you hear reflected within the content and the, the mood of the ninth symphony. It's not all doom and gloom, though, and Mahler faces up to the inevitable with occasional moments of happy reminiscence and joyful defiance. Such as the wonderfully rustic Landler with which he begins the second movement we're about to hear. Mind you, even here there's a sense that all is not quite right. Both in the weightiness of its subject matter and in its sheer length, it's nearly 80 minutes long. Mahler's Ninth Symphony is by no means for the faint-hearted. Tell us briefly about its four movements and how they pan out, Eleanor.
1: Well, the first movement of the symphony is actually almost a work in its own right. It's 25 minutes long and it has peaks and troughs of both delight and despair. Most present of all is the idea of farewell. Mahler wrote the word many times on the score. However, he also quotes from a waltz suite by Johann Strauss called "Freut euch des Leben, or Enjoy Life. Uh, This mammoth first movement is followed by two much shorter movements based on dances. The second movement, which we've just heard, parodies a waltz and it mixes a rustic slow waltz theme and a much quicker urban waltz. Um, This is then followed by a frantic rondo burlesque um, third movement. The final movement is where we see the despair Mahler was feeling most clearly expressed. It's also the most controversial movement, as Mahler's tempo of Very Slow has led to the movement's recorded length being anywhere between 20 and 40 minutes long, um, the latter in a performance conducted by Leonard Bernstein. The movement builds gradually to what The Telegraph's Ivan Hewitt calls an inevitable catastrophe. It ends uncertainly. Mahler has not succeeded in finding peace here.
0: Interestingly, that very controversial recording by Leonard Bernstein is also simply brilliant, because he manages to keep the flow going throughout the symphony. It shouldn't work, but it actually does. And in the meantime, back to our recording, we're now going to take a listen to a moment from the third movement, Rondo Burlesque, the shortest movement of the four. This is Mahler in a Serbic form, as he goes on to parody popular Viennese music of the time. The movement's twisted, dissonant sound world is a mile away from that with which he began his symphonic journey with the first symphony back in 1888. And yet, if you listen carefully, you can hear how he's also harking back to that work. <laughs> That was the third movement from Mahler's Ninth Symphony, performed at the BBC Proms by the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra under Donald Ranicles in 2014. The BBC Scottish and Runnacles have actually enjoyed some fine proms performances in their time together, and I was actually privileged to be there, at the very front of the Albert Hall Arena no less, for their superb Mahler third in 2010. Things move on, however, and this summer sees the end of Runnacles' time with the orchestra. Taking up the baton for this year's BBC Scottish Proms appearances will be their new chief conductor, Thomas Dausgaard, plus two other conductors with very close ties to the orchestra. Tell us about those four Proms, Eleanor.
1: Uh, well, Dalsgaard conducts the, um, the orchestra in two proms, um, Prom 27, which is on the 5th of August, and Prom 31 on the 7th of August. Um, they're very Russian-themed, both of these proms. The first includes Stravinsky's Petrushka and Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto, with soloist Pekka Kuzisto. Then on the 7th of August, they play a prom including Stravinsky's groundbreaking Rite of Spring. On the 20th of August, the baton will be taken up by conductor Ilan Volkov, who was uh, the Scottish Symphony Orchestra's chief conductor from 2003 to two thousand. Nine. Um, he'll be leading them in a performance of Mahler's Ruckert Leader and Mozart Mass in C minor uh, Soloists for this include soprano Carolyn Sampson and bass Matthew Rose and the chorus will be the BBC Symphony Chorus Then on the 21st of August in Prom 48 Elisa Weilerstein will be joining the orchestra to perform a piece by their associate composer Matthias Pincher called Reflections on Narcissus uh, They'll also be playing Mendelssohn's Midsummer Night's Dream Overture and they'll be conducted by composer Pincher.
0: Excellent It's looking to be a very exciting prom season all round, in fact, and you'll find full details of the whole season in the July issue of BBC Music Magazine, which is out now. In the meantime, however, let's return to 2014 and the BBC Scottish's Marla 9, as featured on that same issue's cover CD. Here, at the beginning of the final movement, is Marla in truly sublime, but very valedictory form. And talking of which, this brings this month's cover CD podcast to an end. And so it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Eleanor. Goodbye. And it's unmistakably goodbye from Marla. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.